Hello, welcome back. I'm your host, Evan Brand. I'm a certified functional medicine practitioner and nutritional therapist. You probably know that by now. You're sick of hearing me say that, but I'm going to keep saying it because there's new people every week and the show keeps growing and growing and growing. So hooray, that's awesome. We're spreading this important information further and further across the planet, which is great. I've got clients literally on every continent except Antarctica now. So that's incredible. It's such an honor, such a pleasure to be able to help you all. You all are some smart cookies, I'll tell you. If you're listening to this show and you feel like you're alone and you're like, okay, I'm just this crazy guy or this crazy girl out on the fringe listening to Evan's show and I'm dialing in these little things that nobody else has a clue about or nobody else is thinking about, you're not alone. There's a lot of smart cookies out there and you guys really impress me. When I do these initial consults with people that are one hour in length, we go through a case history and we go through all the supplements and protocols that you all are doing. And I'm blown away. I'm like, wow, these people have it dialed in. And so it really just makes me feel good because I get to save my breath for one. I don't have to beat the drum about avoiding gluten and dairy except for butter. Butter's usually fine in most cases with people. I don't have to beat the drum about the EMF topic too much. I don't have to beat the drum about the going to bed on time topic. You know, a lot of you guys are dialing in these these big, big, big foundational pieces, and then you hire me to come in and do some of the functional medicine deep investigation work where we're looking into infections, we're looking at heavy metals, we're looking at Lyme and potential co-infections, we're measuring adrenal health, we're looking at mitochondria, we're looking at liver function, amino acid metabolism. These are all the extra pieces that you just can't do on your own. And I tried for a long time, but eventually I had to turn into what I'm doing now, which is just a functional medicine clinic because the nutritional therapy stuff only gets you so far. And if diet cured everyone, I would not be talking to you right now. I would just say, follow this diet protocol and everything would be magic and fairies. But it's not because we live in 2018. And if you're listening to this in the future, then you're living in the future. And the world is crazy and the world's a lot different than it was just 50 or 60 years ago when my grandparents were coming up and there were no such things as Wi-Fi routers and cell phone towers out there. So we have a lot of these new toxins and pathogens that no one are talking, you know, no one's talking about in a significant manner except for me and maybe a few others out there like my friend Dr. Jack Cruz, a neurosurgeon. And that's a real issue because the food is medicine people, they're failing they're telling people food, 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 but it's like, okay, we don't live in a world where it's just food that has changed. It's everything that's changed. It's the environment. It's the electricity. It's the light bulbs. It's the color of the light bulbs. It's the Kelvin rating that the screens are emitting. It's the flicker rate of the television. It's the uh, it's the it's the wireless home phones, if anybody still has those. So many new variables, so many new factors, you know? It's like, oh, it's just crazy. It's crazy that, that people try to make it so simple because it sells books. And I'm not saying that it's that it's too complicated that we can't solve it. I do it every single week, whether it's infertility problems or autism problems or gut infections or energy problems where people just, they feel like crap and they don't know why. And they've done everything that the podcast and the summits tell them and they still feel like crap. I work with all of these people and there's little pieces here and there that give you 10% improvement, 15% improvement. You stack all those up and you get real significant success. So this is why I'm creating a functional medicine training program. It's not done yet. I know I get emails every week. Evan, what's the update? You keep teasing us. Look, I promise it's coming. I'm just trying to manage my time so that I don't burn myself out. You know, I'm doing clinic full time Monday through Monday through Thursday, Friday. Sometimes I'm doing after hours calls even to keep up with people. And then I'm building the course in my hours between. So it is coming. Don't worry. It's going to be incredible, but it's not ready yet. So stay tuned. If you're not on my email list already, join the, I don't even know, 100,000 plus people on there now and 
I email you guys about once a week, sometimes every week and a half to keep you updated with different projects that I'm working on and other behind the scenes information that I don't post on any social media and I don't discuss on the podcast. So you go on my site, evanbrand.com. That's where you can sign up to consult with me. Or if you want to join the newsletter, the little opt-in box is there. Put your email in. I don't spam you or give you any bull crap. It's all just legit information. I write it like I'm writing it to my grandfather and my friend. It's great, great emails that I write. So let's chat. We're going to talk about EMF. We're going to chat about 5G. We're going to chat about copper toxicity. We're going to chat about fluoride and why drinking kombucha is a bad idea. We have my friend Anne Louise Gittleman, PhD, on the call today. She's great. This interview was part of the candida summit so that's another excuse for you to go to candidasummit.com you can go purchase it you'll get the transcript where you can get the whole text of this talk into a pdf document let's enjoy Anne louise gittleman is undisputedly the first lady of nutrition as a nutritional visionary and health pioneer she has fearlessly stood on the front lines of diet and detox the environment and women's health Described by Self Magazine as one of the top 10 notable nutritionists in the United States, thousands of nutritionists, health coaches, and practitioners have benefited from her work. Decades before paleo, paleo plus, keto, and vegan diet trends, Anne Louise was the very first to proclaim that obesity and diabetes were caused by a lack of the right type of fat and an excess of the wrong type of carbohydrate. She wrote about this in her first book, the best-selling Beyond Pritikin in 1988, and I could go on and on and read so much more of her bio, but if you don't know Anne Louise already, you need to. Thank you for joining me, Anne. Thank you, Evan. It's a pleasure to be with you, of course. Yes, ma'am. So let's chat about Candida. Now, you mentioned off air that we should give some historical context to this because nobody really has. They've all just kind of dove in and got us up to 2018, but nobody's given us the the specs about where did we even come from with this topic. So can you give us a little backstory? The backstory, as I know, it really started in the 1980s when I met my good friend, the late Dr. Billy Crook, who was an allergist, believe it or not, that wrote a book in the 80s called The Yeast Connection. And Evan, the yeast connection in the 80s was as big as paleo and keto is today. It absolutely exploded on the nutritional scene. And that was a book that talked about the proliferation of yeast and fungus and candida in particular because of the overuse of antibiotics. And so that started the whole candida awareness, the candida revolution. And from there, we've gone on to look at other areas that need more awareness and concern, whether it's GMOs as well as heavy metals, as you know, mold and so forth. But I think the candida is really the the tipster, so to speak. To me, it's kind of the spoiler alert for many other conditions. So when you find candida in the system, you know there is an immune system short short circuit, so to speak. Something is not quite right in the immunity. That makes sense. And so people have talked about heavy metals a bit, parasites a bit. Maybe you could give us just some other clues. When you see or you come up with a candida problem being an issue, what else do you think is in that stress bucket? Well, when I look at a person that shows a lot of candida and we do certain testing, we actually do a GI panel and we can see it under the microscope, so we grow it. And they also have a lot of symptoms which uh, are, are very specific to candida, whether that is problems with thrush, problems with the GI tract or skin or the ears or sinusitis or even areas of the urinary and vaginal tract. 
then I take a look at what else could be proliferating or feeding the candida. So the first thing you do, and this is a no-brainer, is you look at sugar. You look at sugar, especially fruits, and you have to reduce those for at least two to three weeks to make sure that you kill the yeast so it doesn't proliferate, and then you can go after the yeast itself with certain killers. Now, the other thing that I look at, which nobody seems to be recognizing, is that you've got to take a look at sources of copper in the diet, because copper, when it's bioavailable, is a wonderful yeast killer. But when it's not bioavailable and it's being stored in the tissues, then it doesn't do its job in killing the yeast, and it can actually help it proliferate. So copper Copper toxicity is very connected to yeast overgrowth. Now, how do people become copper toxic? Well, that's a whole summit in and of itself. I agree. (laughs) But what I can tell you in terms of copper toxicity is that if you are living in the 21st century, as so many of us are in this day and time, and you've been exposed to copper water pipes or silver fillings, which have a certain amount of copper, especially since uh, 1996, if in fact you've had a copper IUD or you have been a vegan or a vegetarian where there's so much copper in the food, with a lot of avocados and nuts and seeds and soy, even if it's fermented, then chances are you have a lot of copper toxicity, excess copper, which is not bioavailable to the system. And when that's the case, you lose copper's ability to be a natural yeast killer. So there's one element there. The other thing that I think is important is for women that are taking birth control pills, because what we're finding is that extra estrogen or estrogen dominance is another precursor to copper toxicity. So there's a hormonal connection. There's an environmental connection. Wow. So can we chat about the symptoms a bit? Like if someone has copper toxicity, what would they be experiencing? I know there's a huge issue with copper and mental health. Oh, there's a huge issue. Uh, you, you would be experiencing a lot of hyperactivity with a very, very active mind, but a body that's exhausted. So it's a mind that doesn't stop at the body. The body just can't catch up and can't relax. There's the inability to relax. We see a lot of issues in terms of phobia. I've had a lot of clients that have had a number of phobias, and a lot of that has been really, I would say, decreased when we start getting rid of the copper overload. Panic attacks is another symptom. Migraines, traditional symptom of copper overload. So these are a lot of the incurables that people suffer from in the 21st century. I see issues with heavy metal toxicity, sometimes Hodgkin's disease, uh, hyperactivity that we've spoken about. A lot of kids are very hyper, and a lot of it has to do with copper overload because of copper pipes. I also see areas of uh, disinst dysfunctional insulin where it's either too high or too low cystic fibrosis alopecia is connected to copper toxicity elevated cholesterol autism is another one as well as elevated calcium levels so it's all over the place it ranges from everything from problems with your estrogen to problems down below there um, in your reproductive system Wow. Now, can we chat about the kids for for a minute here? Just because I'm guessing since you've done so much work for for decades now, I mean, we look at the statistics, we see things just increasing, obesity rates are skyrocketing, other disease rates, autism, things like that, keep going up and up and up almost like a hockey stick. Uh, I mean, what's going on maybe even just the last five or 10 years? And what do you predict for maybe the next five to 20 years? I mean, it doesn't seem like it's getting better, unfortunately. (laughs) 
I don't think so. ADD, ADHD, and a lot of it, you know, kids are getting it in their womb. They're getting it from their their mothers, for heaven's sakes. So we see a lot of copper toxicity when there's zinc deficiency. So we talk a lot about mineral deficiency in this day and age. We're very familiar with magnesium, but nobody's really talking about zinc. I think there is a secondary widespread zinc deficiency, which is another critical cause of copper imbalance, because zinc is the mineral, which is the copper in antagonist. And without enough zinc, whether it's in your food or in your vitamins, you're not going to be able to balance that copper overload. Well said. Now, so many people say, oh, well, bioindividuality. And then they say that to get themselves off the hook of answering a question like, what are some key (laughs) nutrients people should be taking? Are there any foundations that you can discuss with us? Oh, without a doubt, because I've written about copper. One of my books was Why Am I Always So Tired? It was about copper toxicity. I was a copperhead way back in the 80s. So I know I know about the, the, the situation very intimately. So when it comes to nutrients, we think of the first and foremost is the one that nobody talks about, and it's molybdenum. Now, molybdenum is a very important trace mineral, which is also important if you have a sulfate or sulfur imbalance, which a lot of people do with their CBS uh, genetic variations these days. So you want at least 100 to 300 MCGs of molybdenum. That's number one. Number two is iron and manganese. They're very helpful for removing copper from the the system. Zinc, as we've mentioned, vitamin C and B6 and folate and niacin. So there's a whole panoply of vitamins and minerals that are very important to remove copper from the body. Wow. So in terms of like a timeline, let's paint this out on a piece of paper here. What's the first step? that someone does? Is it the testing first, the identification in your eyes? You know, and you can do that with a tissue mineral analysis. It's it's something that we do certainly through my office and in affiliation with Unikey Health Systems. And I would do that. And I'll tell you why. Sometimes we don't see the exact degree of the copper toxicity. Sometimes it appears to be too low or too high because the body strives for balance. But when you see on a tissue mineral analysis, very elevated levels of calcium, that's usually a signal of copper toxicity or hidden copper overload. So it's called the calcium shell. It's almost like a a protective mechanism that the body produces. And that's what I look at first and foremost. Wow. Okay. So if calcium's high, then you think, okay, copper's probably elevated, then what? Then we take a series of tissue mineral analysis every six weeks to get the copper out of the tissues, to sequester it. It's usually sequestered in the tissues. I've got to remove it from the tissues. And then we can see what to do for that and see if there are any other minerals that need balancing. So it's usually the molybdenum, as I mentioned, sometimes MSM or sulfur, iron, manganese, zinc, of course, vitamin C, B6, folate, and niacin. Wow. So just those nutrients alone, you can get you can get the excess copper out. Is that right? Well, you, you could, that, that helps, but you've got to look at the diet. Look how many people are doing plant-based diets, and they're taking excess amounts of copper in avocado, for example, or cacao, or teas. There's a lot of black tea, a lot of white tea, a lot of green tea in this day and age, very high source of copper. And then you've got the issues with nuts and seeds if you're using those as a source of protein. So you've got to look at the diet, get more into a healthy animal-based diet with enough plant foods to balance the fiber and minerals and so forth, but not to overdo the copper aspect. Wow. So you mentioned vegetarians and vegans. I want to ask you more about that. 
out there going <laughs> to, yeah, I'm treading on very sensitive territory there. Well, I, I, I want to hear it. I mean, because I've chatted with Julia Ross, not on this summit, but on my podcast many times. And, you know, her and I spoke recently about all these women that are putting their babies on a vegan diet. Oh, I these babies so. are getting sick. You can't do that. No. <laughs> and I, I'm sure that Julia and I see, see eye to eye on many of these issues. We see a it's one thing to want more healthy plant foods in the diet, but it's quite another to be using certain types of proteins that are very high in copper. That's where those nuts and seeds and nut butters come into play, particularly peanut butter, cashew butter, even almond butter to some degree. So that's probably an issue. And then, of course, it's not just the vegan and the vegetarians, but so many people are drinking so much tea. It's a very high source of copper and hyperactivity. So if you want to sleep through the night, get rid of all of your tea and just go to some kind of herbal tea. Wow. Well, you know what else comes to mind when you say tea is the kombucha, because all the kombuchas are a, a blend of teas, usually a black plus a green or sometimes just a black fermented tea. I am so not a fan of kombucha. It's because of the high copper levels, because of the tea. The tea plant is a bioaccumulator of copper and other heavy metals and fluoride, by the way. So let's just put fluoride into the mix. Yes, indeed. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Wow. So let's talk about fluoride. You're saying that part of the... <laughs> you, I know I'm opening a lot of rabbit holes together. Pass. Yes, go ahead. So uh, with kombucha, you're saying the, the way the tea sucks up things, it's sucking up fluoride that's coming from the soil, like a naturally occurring fluoride, but it's in excess. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it's, it's a bioaccumulator of fluoride as well as copper. Yes, indeed. That, that's pretty well known. There's nothing new in, in reference to that. We just know that there's certain elements, of course, in green tea that are very protective biotype flavonoids in the system. But that being said, I think you can get protective polyphenols and other substances. So I'm not a fan of any type of tea that comes from the real tea plant. Well, so my question is then what about all these people doing like a green tea extract? Is that just a compounded version of drinking tea? You know, I think to some degree it is. I've never tested it, so I don't know to that extent. I just know that there's something to be said for that. But whether that neutralizes all the fluoride is yet something to be seen. Okay. And, you know, many of us have spoken about fluoride. None on this summit have talked about fluoride. So can you just give us maybe a, a fluoride 101 in case people aren't up on why fluoride is so impactful on our health and thyroid and things like that? Well, fluoride can displace calcium in the system, and it's known to actually calcify uh, the pineal gland, believe it or not, which is the center for your sleep and the center for muscle development and the third eye, which is very important for spiritual and mental development as well. And what we're seeing is that a lot of individuals that are exposed to fluoride have many different types of issues. Problems with IQ is one of them, and the issues are broken and very brittle bones. So fluoride is not something to be looked at lightly. I don't think it should be added to our drinking water, nor do I think it should be a supplement that people take. If you're, if you're concerned about fluoride, there is a, a mineral, another trace mineral that you can use to kind of get rid of it, which is the three milligrams of boron on a daily basis. Interesting. So in Louisville, Kentucky, I'm outside of Louisville. I took a tour. We've got supposedly voted the, the best tasting tap water in the country, but of course, at the end of the tour, they don't say any words about fluoride. They say, does anybody have a question? I said, yeah. What do you guys do about fluoride? And they said, oh, well, right before we send it out to your tap, we have a dump truck that comes in and backs up a dump truck full of sodium fluoride, backs it up to the main water swimming pool, if you will, and dumps it in. 
And then we stir it up, and then we send it out to the tap. It's ready so we can protect your teeth. Oh, like let me tell you something else about fluoride, though, that just came into my uh, my mind here. I have had many, many clients that have suffered from acne. And one of the ways that we have uh, that we've really cleared up the complexion is by removing every source of fluoride from the diet, from the water and from the toothpaste and from the tea. And within a very short period of time, acne dissipates. That seems so simple, but so powerful. Very simple, very powerful. So these are toxins that your body has no way of removing. But one of the other issues that we regard when we when you think of fluoride, you think of the chlorines in the in the water supply, you think of the bromides that may be in your uh, Mountain Dew and all kinds of pop different sodas. The reality here is that fluoride also displaces iodine in the thyroid, so that's not a good thing either. Yeah, so basically, just for people like, okay, what does she mean? So with with fluoride, if you look at the periodic table of elements, it's basically... A halogen. Yeah, so it's a halogen. So basically, the thyroid can can choose or get confused, if you will, correct? And it may suck up fluoride as opposed to sucking up the iodide. Yes, and so that's why there's so much thyroid imbalance in this day and age. That's one of the reasons. What else do you think is going on? We've got such a thyroid epidemic. I think there's a problem with the chlorine, which also displaces iodine. The bromides, which are which is now being used in the making of breads that we all grew up on, you know, many years ago before we stopped eating wheat and all the hybrids. So we've got that issue as well. Uh, I think it's the radiation, which we haven't even touched upon. That's another issue when it comes to the thyroid, the cell phones, and still yet one other issue. Yeah, what's what's the other issue? Cell phone radiation, the non-ionizing cell phone radiation that can affect stress proteins that in effect affects your thyroid as well. So how do so you approach how do you approach EMF? What are you doing to mitigate? <laughs> That's another book. <laughs> it's I called know. I love your book Zap. That's a great book. If people don't it's have such it. A good I love Buy it. Zapped. Just get zapped. Get unzapped with zapped. Um, that that takes a little bit more TLC, but the reality is that you shut off your router at night. The, the thing that everybody can do is this, Evan. Number one, you shut off, disable your wireless router at night, cut off the breakers to the electricity of your bedroom so that you have a really um, pure environment for sleeping, kind of make your bedroom into a sleeping sanctuary. That's number two. And number three, I would not be speaking on your cell phone. You keep your cell phone as much as possible on airplane mode. Yep. I agree. And I've put in a rule myself where I just don't even touch or even hang out with my cell phone. When Friday comes, Friday till Monday, no technology for me at all, just because I'm speaking with people on the computer. Now, luckily, I don't use my cell phone for my clinic. I use a computer, and then I have an air tube headset, and the computer's like five feet away. So I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm sure there's some exposure, but I've tried to mitigate as much as I can. Let me show you this story with you. It's crazy. I was getting like an arthritic-like pain in my fingers, and... I, I mean, this started when I was 25 years old. My hands were hurting like I had arthritis, and the diet was dialed in. I didn't suspect it was some type of issue there, so I bought a 10 Mars unit, which was a, a magnetic field meter, and I was measuring about 10 milligauss coming from my MacBook Pro keyboard. 
And just for folks that don't know about magnetic fields, anything above three milligauss is bad, bad news. Anything above one is even bad, but 10 is just super bad. Right. And so I purchased an external mouse, an external USB keyboard as well. And guess what? The hand pain went away in a week. I know because neurotoxicity is one of the on, uh, shall we say, on or ignored and overlooked symptoms of EMF poisoning. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I can tell you so many stories about how toxic it is. And just to give you one that's very close to home, I, I just heard of a situation with a gentleman that wrote a book about EMFs, and it was because he realized that his wife died of this very strange cancer that he then traced to the router that was at her feet 24-7 and two cordless phones that were by her side, creating an enormously high EMF field. So this is toxic, especially if you're involved in that kind of field 24-7. And, and, and it's not like any other poison in this day and age. You know, you think about lead, and you think about asbestos, and you think about tanning beds, which were other public uh, issues, but you can't escape EMFs, because if you, if you don't even have your router on, your neighbor may have one on, or you're going into a department store that has an EMF security system. So you have to do the best you can on a daily basis to quiet down and unplug at night. So what do you do? I mean, like, so, I mean, sometimes you just want to live in a bubble. I mean, me, I moved out into the woods. I'm in a very uh, rural area now. I'm surrounded by woods. I'm planting even more trees so that I'm literally just in the middle of the forest. But, you know, do you go into the city? Do you get paranoid when you're going into the city? How do you approach modern life? I don't. I don't get paranoid, but I can't attend any of the big. Uh, there, there, the any kind of big. I would say conventions anymore because there's just too much. EMF activity. I was just in New York and got very dizzy just as I was giving a keynote address. <laughs> did you tell <laughs> them? Did you tell them what was going on or did you kind of I play it off? Excuse me, I'm being zapped. And and so I put on my shungite necklace. I wear a lot of shungite. I have a necklace. I have earrings. I have bracelets. I took it off because we were doing photos and it didn't go with the outfit. I said, okay, I got to put this on. And I felt a little better, quite frankly. So I do whatever I can to be as protective as I can. And there is a new supplement now that we're talking about the, the problems with EMFs, which, you know, is all connected because I think that yeast and mold proliferate in an EMF rich environment. As a matter of fact, I know that's true. But what I can tell you is the supplement that we should be using, and I'll have you do some investigation because it's brand new, is something called Carbon 60. Carbon 60 from Purple Power is one of the supplements that has been tested. It was tested on rats and it ex extended their lifespan by something like 100 to 300% when the rats were exposed to 5G radiation, which is being rolled out this year. I know Austin, Texas is rolling out 5G, which is why I'm glad I don't live there anymore. Insanity. As one of my dear friends, Dr. Martin Paul, just told me, it's, it's absolute insanity. What does he what does he feel like is going to happen? Is there any predictions? That or? people will sure people will be dying of heart attacks because your heart is an electrical organ. There are issues with the brain. There'll be more hyperactivity. People won't know what what hit them, so to speak. So there's a real issue that nobody's talking about. It is the real pink elephant, like Candida was in the 1980s. It's now 5G in 2018. It's a pink elephant in the middle of the room that nobody's talking about. Agreed. Well, I've, I've tried to shed the light. I've done a few podcasts on it and just tell people, look, you want to try to increase your distance from it. 
You know, I feel like if you're out of an urban area, the chances of somebody rolling 5G out in where I live in a super rural area like this, pretty slim. You know, so for me, that's my level of protection, but I don't even know if that's enough. You know, you, you do what you, you do what you can do. I know that they're rolling it out in a lot of the big cities. I know that Dallas is going to be rolling it out. I think New York City as well. So we do what we can, and we can hook you up with all the right activists in a way that we can all kind of use this as a banner to really march on Washington. Well, then my question becomes, okay, so with Elon Musk, which he's creating the Internet Satellite, there's going to be 7,000 satellites in the next decade that are going to be sending a 5G internet from more, space. More insanity. You, so, you've got to inter- if you've got to interview my good friend, Dr. Martin Paul, who is a biochemist. He's an emeritus biochemist in medical science, medical sciences from the University of Washington who has gone on record calling this absolute insanity, and he will tell you exactly why, hook, line, and sinker. It dysregulates calcium from the intracellular membrane. I would love to chat with him. If, if you would be able to introduce us to each other, I would love to interview him on this. He is totally brilliant and totally uh, in integrity and wants to really heal the planet, and that's what we need. This is just as important as candida. Candida will be proliferating along with parasites, heavy metals, and every other toxin in an EMF-rich environment. I believe it, and I've actually he- heard several people talk to me, and they say, hey, look, quit pl- quit blaming the gut bugs, Evan, You know, because I talk so much about parasites, because that's what I struggled with for many years, which caused me to my health problems. They say, Evan, what you need- really need to be blaming is the EMF. He said, if you don't get people off your devices, then how how can you heal them? Like all the gut supplements in the world won't heal their gut if they've got a laptop on their belly every night. Oh, how very true that is. It's just the most inconvenient truth, Evan. I know. Well, see, that's the hard part is people are so addicted to it. So it's like, you know, you tell people they want the quick pill, but you're telling them, hey, look, you've got to get off your technology and you can take the pill and it's going to work. They, they don't want to do that. People don't want to give it up. It's too addicting. No, and I know I'm one of those people. I'm addicted to my phone, and I have every imaginable protection on it known to man. So I, I'm there. I understand completely. I know. So what do we do then? What's the secret? Well, you protect yourself and you make your body an invincible fortress. The carbon-60 that I was talking about is very helpful. A supplement called Ultra H3, which was based on the original Gerovitol that came out of Romania, is another one that I use to fortify the membranes. I'm very big on Bacopa because there are elements in that that are healthy. And the herb rosemary. Taking Using rosemary essential oil, putting it on your head at night, it'll help your hair grow, but it'll also penetrate to some degree into your into your skull and it's very protective against emfs that's excellent so the there was something else you mentioned you mentioned the h3 and then there was one other one rosemary ultra h3. ht bacopa oh bacopa yes. yeah that's bacopa. cool it is totally cool but rosemary there's even more and more literature and more more studies to back the use of rosemary up so there's a there's a product that uh I believe it's Gaia Herbs who makes it. It's called Joy. And when I take it, I literally just feel like I have a permagrin. I just, I smile the entire day like I'm just in complete bliss. And the main ingredient is bacopa. And then I believe it's also got some shink push pee in there. So it sounds like I'm. 
as long as long as our herbs are from a source that it does not come from India as much as possible or China, then we know that it's heavy metal free. Ah, see, so if it's organic, that doesn't matter because that doesn't speak about the heavy metal content, correct? No. So I, I usually, and I don't know where Gaia gets their herbs, so this is just another little tidbit because we're talking about heavy metals and uh, problems with candida as well as EMFs. You want purity in your products. Uh, so I was wrong. The brand is actually called Organic India. So I'm guessing that means it may come from India. Well, we have to just make sure that it has no heavy metals. So we check for lead, arsenic, and cadmium. So would that be something just contact if someone's curious about a supplement, contact the company and see if they have heavy metal test results? Or would you just take that into your own hands and test it on your own? I do both. Okay. Okay. How can you test? Is there a way people can test if they have supplements in home they'd like to try to figure out if they're heavy metal toxic or not? Well, I have professional associations with labs, so we have done this on several of the bone broth protein powders, and we've found all kinds of things that are very, very uh, unappetizing, let me just put it that way. So what I would suggest is that you first call the company and ask for their heavy metal third-party testing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've heard about the bone broth. Uh, there was a, who was it? Mike, what's his name? Mike Adams? Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came out with a, his test results. He did some third-party testing too, and it turned out uh, Dr. Axe's bone broth protein and several other companies had high levels of many, many toxins. Well, what I think people should do is test any of these bone broth proteins. I won't mention names and I won't mention brands, but I will say that they should all be tested for fluoride. Well, let me ask you this. Is there any safe ones? Maybe that's a better question than who's the bad guys. I think the safest thing that I have done from some of the the testing that I have worked with is there's one brand that I like, which is the which is the bone broth and the name of the brand is kettle and fire i found that they have the one of the purest brands that we've tested oh thank goodness because that's the brand that sponsors my podcast and they send me free bone broth so thank god hooray (laughs) thank god i said the right answer hooray but the point being is that when i when I'm, i'm doing a new book called radical metabolism and in, in that book, we are giving some name brands of some of the best sources of, of really healing supplements, of which bone broth certainly qualifies. And so we did some of our individualized testing, and that was the one brand that came out heads and shoulders above many of the others. That is excellent. Are there any other, I, I don't really like the term superfood, maybe you like it, but I think it's overused, uh, any other superfood, so to speak, that you would have in a protocol if you're working on yeast or some of these other issues? The only other thing I would do is include essential fatty acids in the form of some sort of GLA, whether it's evening primrose oil, black currant seed oil, or borage. I like that. And biotin, which which prohibits the yeast from multiplying. Biotin and maybe 5,000 MCGs. That's great. Well, so many women may be taking that already for their hair. So it sounds like they're, they may already be in a good place with that. I love it. Yes, indeed. Okay, excellent. So, uh, what's the what's the dates, the status on your book? Is this still under construction, or? <laughs> well, the status of the of the release for radical metabolism, which is a true game changer, and we discussed some, several of the elements we've discussed here today, is August twenty eighth, but it can be pre ordered on Amazon. 
Good, good. So this summit will be live in July. So by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll be just a few weeks away. So definitely support Anne Louise and the mission. And I think you're going to get 10 times your benefit. It's always funny because you buy a book for like 15 bucks and it changes your life. It's like you could almost charge 1500 bucks and it'd still be worth it in some cases. <laughs> That's the hope. That's if it's a good book, you know. Well, we want to, we've got to change lives because the environment is getting more toxic and we have to maintain our youth and vitality in an ever-increasing, challengely toxic world. I agree. Well, um, any last words of wisdom? I mean, what do you do to keep your sanity when you're facing and you're looking at all of this? How do you not just shut down? And maybe you do shut down, but how do you come back from that? What do I do? I do a lot of... um, I walk every day, number one. I take off my sunglasses and my contacts, number two, to get some light in the pineal gland. Number three, I ground myself at night. I have a grounding wristband. I have special jewelry that I wear from Shungite. I also have other infused jewelry from uh, quartz that I'm now wearing. And I use a number of special stem cell activators, which is a whole other issue that I'm happy to discuss with people to really upgrade my system with nanoparticle ingredients that get right into the body and can start repairing all kinds of tissues, organs, and cells. That's cool. What do you know about jade? I had heard uh, from judith orloff's book the empath survival guide which is me i'm an empath for sure uh she had wrote about jade being a good protector of like negative energies and such love jade and i love i love uh even even more so than jade i love hematite hematite okay and i've heard of uh i had some chunks of black tourmaline that i've had laying around but i haven't had any jewelry of those Check into hematite. I sense that would be really good for you. That's cool. I will look up hematite. Well, where can people keep up with you if they want to study you, follow your work? Where's the best place? Yes, annlouise.com. annlouise.com. We invite them to join our inner circle group where I do a lot of cutting edge information where you'll get you'll be the first to hear about things that will take everybody else another three to five years. So that's my invitation to all of your people that are listening today. Awesome. Anne Louise, thanks so much. Keep it up. I hope you live to 200 and keep this information going. To you too. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Isn't Anne awesome? I really enjoy speaking with her. I think this is our second or third interview together. Obviously, you heard me reference the summit. So this was the interview that I published on my Candida Summit. If you are listening to this now and you did not check out the summit, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You're missing out. You're silly. You better go check it out. I got some random notification. I should have my phone on silent. It's interesting. I, I use Google Photos app and sometimes you get these little messages that says, remember this day one year ago. And here's a, a picture of my daughter. She was just a little baby just a year ago. Time flies. Anyhow, If you did not check out the summit, I don't know why, but now is your chance to do so because this talk was awesome and there's 29, no, 33, 34. There's a lot of talks and you can check it out. You can purchase the event. I believe the price is going to go up, but for right now, I believe it's still like a post-event sale price and then the event will go up even more in price. So check it out. It's CandidaSummit.com. You know how to spell Candida and then Summit, S-U-M-M-I-T, 
CandidaSummit.com. You can go check it out. You'll get this talk along with the transcript as well because some of the things Ann says, you're like, whoa, wait a second, I need to write this down. It's all in the transcript. So if you do purchase the event, you'll get all of the transcripts so you can see every single thing she said, the dosing that she talked about with supplements, etc. And then you'll get every other talk too. So, I mean, it's pretty darn priceless. If you want to reach out, schedule a consult with me, I'm happy to work with you. I do have Megan on staff as well. She's a certified functional medicine practitioner and nutritional therapist as well. I've been training her behind the scenes for over a year now behind the scenes, showing her all of my protocols and what do we do in terms of certain cases, how do we approach cases. She does the initial one-hour intake call. All the follow-ups are with me when we review lab results and make protocols. So if you want to reach out to us we're happy to help. You can do that at my site. It's evanbrand.com, E-V-A-N, last name brand, like brand name, B-R-A-N-D.com, evanbrand.com. So there's the site. You check it out. I hope you take good care of yourself. You're enjoying your summer, and we'll talk next week. Bye-bye.